Get ready. Hello and welcome to College Talk. My name is Beth Brandon and I am your host. And I'm super excited to be back today because I have some great news regarding some really great Michigan State uh, financial aid information. Um, But just so you all know, before we dive right in, today's episode isn't going to be terribly long, um, but we are going to be talking a little bit about financial aid and why it's so important. And then, like I said, I'm going to have this update that I'm going to give to you all. So... Let's go ahead and dive right in. I want to get the update done right at the beginning. I just want to, I don't know, I'm really excited about it, so I want you all to be excited about it too. So Michigan Student Aid, you might hear it called M-I-S-S-G, they have a lot of really great grants. Um, One of the ones that I always talk to students about uh, is TIP, which is the Tuition Incentive Program. And that is one thing I am so, so excited about. Um, For the grads of 2020, because of everything that's happened with COVID-19 and how just wild it has made this college application process and the financial aid process and how it's really, honestly and truly disrupted everything about your senior year, right? It's really important to let you all know that uh, they have changed the deadline uh, for right now. And I want to read this off the top. And then I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about tip in depth to make sure that everyone who's listening to this has an idea. This is, of course, just for Michigan students as it comes from the Michigan state level student aid. But um, usually students who are eligible, so... um, That means that you have to have had Medicaid coverage for two years within a three-year period or 24 months within the 36 consecutive month period from the ages of nine and then when you graduate from high school. So the thing that's tricky about that and but also nice is that within that three-year period, you could be on Medicaid for four months and then for, you know, a year and then for, you know, another eight months. It doesn't have to all have happened right in a row. It doesn't have to be two years right in a row. It could be some here, some there, depending just on how things happen. And usually the deadline is August 31st. So students have to apply before August 31st of the year they graduate from high school in order to get access to TIP. But what's really great for the class of 2020 is that the TIP application deadline has been extended until August 31st, 2021, you have an extra year. Um, and I'm going to be 100% honest with you. There's no reason in my mind why you shouldn't just sit down and apply after, or even while you're listening to this episode, there's going to be a link right in the, the description that you can click on and it'll take you right to the Michigan student age, Michigan student aid page. Uh, where you can read about TIP and double-check the eligibility. Um, But then also, um, it should just take you to the MISSG student portal. Um, 
I'll have two links. I'll have one that'll take you to the info and one that'll take you right to the portal and you'll make a, a, a profile and you'll sign in. And if you're having trouble, just give them a call. Honest to goodness, give them a call and, and they'll be able to help you out with that. Um, but let's talk a little bit about tip. The most simplified, easy way to talk about it is to just say phase one of tip basically pays for an associate's degree, pays for the tuition for an associate's degree. Like wash your hands, you're done, right? It, it, it verbatim says tip phase one provides tuition assistance to eligible students enrolled in a certificate or associate degree program and taking classes within the program of study. So that's phase one. And I'm going to circle back in in just a second and talk about why phase one is so awesome and why you should take advantage of it, even if it's not this year. And I'm going to talk about why you can do that. Phase two provides tuition assistance to eligible students who have a certificate, associate's degree, or 56 transferable semester credits. And so what that means is basically if you finish your associate's degree or the equivalent amount of credits because you plan on going to a community college and then transferring to a four-year college, phase two happens. And that, if I remember correctly, is about $500 a semester when it all breaks down. So super helpful. And um, that phase one is huge. Now, I'm going to tell you just how intense this application really is. So I think probably one of the more intense parts of it is actually making the account. From there, you go through and double check that all the information they already have from your state records is correct. You update what high school you're graduating from and when you're graduating. And uh, then you click update um, and bada bing, bada boom. Uh, the, The biggest trick to this is that you have to have filled out the FAFSA. And we're going to talk about that in a second um, and and why it's so important and why you should just go ahead and do it. And it's going to be the same thing with TIP. Um, but I think that's one of the things that holds students back with TIP is the FAFSA. And <clears throat> it shouldn't. Because TIP provides a fantastic opportunity um, in terms of financial aid. There isn't necessarily a, you know, a scholarship that's going to do this for you at a community college. There isn't necessarily, uh, I mean, there could be. There's the KVAAP program at you know, Kalamazoo Valley Community College, if that's an area that you're in. I highly suggest checking it out. But you know, there, there are not a lot of options that, that provide this much financial aid without really any strings or anything, right? Or, or you know, without having to have a very specific test grade. It's not academic-based. And, and this can be a game-changer for, for, for students, right? And this is why, and this is what I think is so cool about TIP, and I always get excited when a, a student is TIP eligible. You have up to four years after you graduate to use the the tip funds. So if your game plan is to, you know, your, your uncle has a job at a facility and you've done career center and you've got your very basic level certificate in welding and you know, you have a job guaranteed. Okay. So you go and you're working and you realize I could be making 
like a dollar fifty, two dollars more an hour, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. I promise you, over the grand scheme of things, you know, to to upwards of five dollars an hour, you know, depending just on um, just on the kind of certificate that you have. Say you want to go to St. Clair County Community College, SC4, and you want to get your associate's degree in welding, but you're going to do it while you're working, so it's going to take a little bit longer than just running quick through it. So twofold cool things. SE4, and there are other community colleges that I'm sure have programs like this. You just have to look for them and ask some questions and reach out. But what's really cool is the way that their associate's degree program is built is that you actually um, get certificates as you're earning that associate's degree. So you can use TIP to pay for that associate's degree in total. You'll never have to pay out of pocket. But every time you finish one of those certificate levels, you have the potential to be earning more at work. So this this program, TIP, when you're using it with something like that, you're basically getting paid to go to school and you're going to be getting raises to be going like to, to go to school, right? So this truthfully pays off in the long run. And you know, you can use it for other associates degrees too. You know, maybe you're working at the family business and you realize, you know what? I would love to have a, a business degree, uh, an associates in business, so that I can really help you know run things as I'm as I'm moving up in the business or as I'm you know starting to take on more responsibilities because I'm not also juggling school, whatever that looks like. If if you are in a farming family, there are uh, different community colleges and you know Ferris and all these other things where they offer uh, associates degrees to learn how to do maintenance on large farm equipment. You can use Tip Phase One if you're eligible for it. To get that, so that way you don't have to hire out to have someone fix your equipment. You can fix it yourself. There are so many different opportunities that that TIP provides. Here's one of the coolest thing. Different four-year universities sometimes accept phase one. And I'm going to point out a couple universities, um, but I think it's important to realize that Michigan Tech accepts phase one, uh, Northern Michigan University, Lake Superior State University, and Ferris State University. Um, Michigan State does accept tip one, but it's for very specific, I believe, agricultural based associates degrees. So if you're thinking MSSU is something that or MSU, not MSSU, MSU is something that you're interested in. Um, and that's also an area that you plan to work in. Maybe you live in the Lansing area. That's something that would work really well for you. It's a great option to check out because then you, you get to be a Spartan as well. Right. But with Lake Superior State University or LSSU and Ferris State University, I'm just going to call Ferris, um, both of those schools have a ton of their associate's degree programs that align perfectly with the bachelor's that corresponds to it. And so you can jump in and have that tuition pretty much covered. You're going to have to pay room and board, but more than likely, if you have other financial aid, which you probably will if you're getting tip, the Pell Grant and using some of the loans will help cover um, that uh, room and board cost, but you don't have to use all the loans. You don't have to take out the loans. If Pell covers it and you've been saving and you can cover it with that, I would highly recommend to not touch a single loan if you don't have to. Definitely don't. Um, but I think it's important to 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 note that you can have those first two years covered and start working on other funding options for those second two years. You know whether it's um, saving up any unused Pell. Or maybe it's um, working on acquiring scholarships or improving your grades to get yourself to a point where 
you know, the scholarships that you're interested in that you know will help cover things later on are going to be something that you can apply for and are going to get, or maybe it's something that you're going to get just because of merit in general, or maybe it's that you're working and you've kind of got this all planned out either way, either way. It gives you the opportunity to plan ahead for those second two years, but it also means that you don't have to transfer from one institution and start again at another. Now, while transferring from one institution to another is a fantastic option and a great opportunity, and honestly, I think more students should do it. Um, it would help with a lot of the financial aid stuff. Um, sometimes, you know, for some students, it can feel really daunting um, to, to have to basically restart in a new place. And if you feel like that might be something that you're worried about or you're afraid of and you recognize that you're TIP eligible, you know, fill it out. Even if you don't plan on using it this year, fill it out because you might be able to use it next year or two years from now. I cannot say this enough, but the best thing that you can do in life, the best way that you can have the most power over your life is to give yourself options and to give yourself the power of choice. Filling out tip gives you the power of choice. You can let four years go by and never touch it and never use it, never go to college. There's no repercussions. But if two years from now, you have the the need to go to college because it'll advance you in your career or you've changed your career path or you you figured out like, I really want to become a vet tech. Like I know what I want to do. I'm going to go after my goals. How am I going to pay for it? If you didn't fill out this TIP application now or for the class of 2020 before that TIP deadline in in August uh, 2021, you're not going to have that opportunity. And I would hate, I would hate for you to miss it on that opportunity just because you're only thinking about the now and you're not thinking about the future. And that really segues into the FAFSA and financial aid in general. Even if you are not planning on going to college this year, why not? What is holding you back from just giving it a go? See how much you might get in grants. You know, see what you might get in loans. You don't have to take any of it. Just because you do the FAFSA doesn't mean they automatically like hit you with a loan and you're in debt all of a sudden. You have to agree to take those out. You have to actually be enrolled at a college and paying tuition to get those loans. They're not just going to give you a loan um, all willy-nilly, right? So, so I, think, I think you should fill it out, even if you're not sure. And, and here's my number one reason why. Right now, you have folks, whether it's a counselor or a teacher, maybe a college advisor, maybe a community organization, you know, you have folks, and this is to rising seniors, so seniors who are going to be graduating in 2021. Seniors of 2020, I'm sorry, but you're in the boat now where potentially you've missed that chance to have people who want to help you. Um, I will. If you want to email me, if you have some questions, that's fine. I'll do my best. But rising seniors, so those of you graduating 2021, fill out the FAFSA now when you have people who are offering to help you figure it out. Because later on down the line, when things are really, really hard and you're not really sure who to turn to, it might be really frustrating or really scary to have to go it alone. But right now, you have tons of people in your corner who want to see you succeed, who are staying after school 
and putting on different events and taking time away from, from their families and from their lives because they really, 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 really want to create an opportunity for, for you to succeed. You know, Or if they're doing some sort of a college application week at your school, don't just blow it off. Engage, listen, pull in that information because there's a good chance that later on down the line, you're really going to be mad at yourself for not doing it. But you're not completely lost if you choose not to participate. I want you to understand that I'm not saying you shouldn't participate. I'm saying you absolutely 150% should be participating. But if for some reason you don't and you wake up down the line a couple years later and you realize that was very foolish of me, Just reach out to the financial aid office at the college you're interested in going to. That's their job. I think, you know, and I hear it a lot in my my current job is students are embarrassed to ask for help because they don't want people knowing that they don't know what they're doing. And I always look at the students who say that to me and I ask them why they're paying so much money to be at college if they are supposed to already know everything. Because that's true. It is a financial aid office's job to help you. And that goes for if you're in high school too. You know, if you're applying to that college, it's their job to help you. And they'll probably be really excited to have someone give them a call and say, hey, I'm just not really sure where I'm going with this. Can you help me out? Because it's a lot more pleasant than students who are calling and saying, "I'm can, what's this with my bill? Like, I don't know. Like you asking for help on your FAFSA is going to be a pleasant conversation and it's going to be welcomed um, because they know that, you're getting the right information and you're getting it in a way that uh, that school wants it kind of managed or handled, right? And so later on, if something pops up and you do have problems, they're also going to probably remember working with you and they're going to be able to be more direct and detailed in their approach to helping you because they've already helped you once and they kind of understand the situation. And so please fill out your FAFSA this coming year. It opens on October 1st. And you know what? If you're a senior of the year 2020 and you haven't done your FAFSA yet and you're kind of waffling on whether or not you should, why not? Yeah, it's past the deadline, but you know what? Go for it anyway, because you never know. You might change your mind and you might want to, um, I don't know, you might want to, 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 to try and take some classes in the spring and you'll have to fill out the new FAFSA and, oh my gosh, I don't know how. If you've already done it, it's going to be a lot easier. And so I highly recommend that you just give it a go. If you need help, you can reach out to different people. But just give it a go. Because the only thing that you're doing is giving yourself the power of choice. All right. Like I said, relatively quick episode. I just wanted to reiterate the importance of financial aid and and filling that out. Um, Along with TIP, uh, the state of Michigan offers quite a few um, programs. And I'm just going to talk about a couple of them right now, just so you're aware in case you weren't. Um, And then I will be signing off. Um, so they have the scholarship scholarship search 
And that's going to be local scholarships based on your county of residence. So if you live in Kalamazoo County, Berrien County, Chippewa County, uh, Huron County, St. Clair County, Macomb, Sanilac, um, I'm missing a bunch of counties in the middle of Michigan. But, you know, if you're missing any of those counties, there are, um, or if you live in any of those counties, excuse me, there are probably a lot of local scholarships. And um, if you just go to michigan.gov slash mystudentaid, like I said, I'm going to put the link in the description so you can just click on it. You can, you can just start searching for those specific county ones. They also have a scholarship founder, finder, which is sponsored by the U.S. Department of Labor, and that is going to allow you to search for additional uh, scholarships, fellowships, grants, um, and, and even some other financial aid award stuff, um, just based off your qualifications. So, you know, GPA, things you're involved with, etc. cetera. Um, and so those are going to help you find even more scholarships. So I highly recommend using that. And the reason why is it's a state government thing. It's not going to be some sort of a scam program, which is great, right? So directly from the state of Michigan, there are quite a few different programs. Um, dual enrollment is obviously something you can do while you're in high school. You can take college classes. Uh, that is a great opportunity. Not only are you getting college credit for much less, you also get a, a college experience while you're in high school and you can still talk to your teachers and, um, you know, get advice from, from folks that are, you know, you're a little more confident with that you have more of a relationship with. Um, there's the children of veterans tuition grant or a CVTG. And that provides undergraduate tuition assistance to students older than 16 and less than 26 years of age, uh, who are the natural or adopted child of a Michigan veteran. Um, the veteran must have died or become uh, totally and permanently disabled as a result of military service. So that's one. There's the Fostering Future Scholarship. Um, Fostering Future Scholarship provides scholarships to students who have experienced foster care in the state of Michigan uh, on or after the age of 13. Students also must demonstrate a financial need to qualify. So Fostering Futures uh, Scholarship is really great. There's also... Um, some programs at, at multiple colleges across the state that um, kind of help uh, work with and coach students as they're entering college as well if they've uh, experienced foster care. One that comes right to the top of my mind is the CETA Scholars Program at Western Michigan University. Um, definitely try typing in uh, uh fostering, uh, success or fostering future success. Um, as you're looking up a college that you're interested in the state of Michigan, uh, because one of those programs might pop up and you might end up finding some really great contacts to help you with everything. There is the Michigan competitive scholarship, uh, or the MCS, and that's available to undergrad students, uh, pursuing your first degree. And it's going to be based on both financial need and merit. So you have to take the SAT uh, prior to entering college and achieve a qualifying score of at least 1,200. So that's the academic part. Um, but the financial need part also plays into that. You've got the Michigan Gear Up Scholarship. So um, Gear Up stands for Gaining Early Awareness and Readiness uh, for undergraduate programs, Gear Up. 
And it's a federal program that's designed to provide early intervention services and programs to students. It starts in middle school and runs through high school. Um, and so it's going to f- provide support to low-income students um, with like, different services and programs. And uh, then it increases the opportunity to gain the cultural capital, I'm doing air quotes, uh, needed to succeed in post-secondary education. A lot of it is going to be like helping students kind of see what college looks like. Um, you know, the colleges in their area, they might be able to go on tours of colleges farther away. Um, and then, you know, helping with applications and tuition or not tuition and the FAFSA and things like that. Um, but there is a scholarship associated with that. If you've been a part of one of those programs, The Michigan Tuition Grant, or the MTG, that's available to undergrad Michigan residents with financial need who plan to attend or are attending a Michigan degree-granting nonprofit independent college. Um, Then there's also the Police Officers and Firefighters Survivor Tuition Grant, which is uh, just called the STG. I'm going to say all of these, uh, you know, abbreviations just because, um, people like I say tip, I don't say tuition incentive program. So I want you to know what folks are talking about, but, um, the police officers and firefighters survivor tuition act provides the waiver of tuition at a Michigan community college or public university for children and surviving spouses of Michigan police officers and firefighters killed in the line of duty. So this program is intended to provide, um, an educational benefit to the spouse and or children of, uh, of those folks um, who sacrificed themselves for uh, their communities and the citizens of Michigan. So that's police officers and firefighters. And then, of course, there's the tuition incentive program, which I've talked to you about uh, already. And that is, again, for, for students who have had um, Medicaid coverage for 24 months within a 36 consecutive month period, or basically, you know, two years within three years um, between the ages of nine and when you graduate high school. And so if you think you fall into that category, there's a link and it's going to be right below this link that has showed you all the programs and everything. But there's going to be a link below that that's going to say tip app. You click on that and you can get started. Even if you're not sure, I say go ahead and fill out the form because it'll tell you if you um, are eligible or not. So might as well, right? Um, Those are all of those programs. Uh, Some of them I didn't know about until I started as a college advisor with Advise Michigan, and um, they'd been around for a while, right? And so definitely check those out. See if any apply to you and shoot your shot, right? Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I've got some cool stuff in the works, so keep an ear out. Um, I'm not doing the biweekly anymore. Um, just for a little bit uh, at LSSU, we've started moving, and and uh, so as students are kind of jumping back into everything, um, I'm going to kind of be doing that. So I guess in a way I'm taking like a weird summer break. Um, it's summer for you folks over in high school, um, but for us we're just getting our year started. Uh, but once things get settled down and students are kind of in the class groove, um, I will definitely, definitely be back. Um, I'm hoping to be on a regular schedule really soon. So thanks for tuning in. And as always, it has been a pleasure to chat with you here on College Talk.